The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Hi guys, this is Jade Willow and you are listening to Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Kareen, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a jaded episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 665. And I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And that was such an appropriate pause. That was so good. I'm like, oh, where is this going? <laughs> and dear listeners, next week is the big one, right? Mm-hmm. So, So the next time you hear this... It will be the big one, episode 666. We've been talking about this for quite a few episodes. Um, and to prepare for that episode, I recommend that you drink 665 cups of Trucal Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Um, possess yourself a cup today. Go out there, subscribe, and you might want to like you know order a couple bags too because that's a lot of coffee. But so subscribe, you're not going to run out of coffee, you're going to get great music to listen to at the same time, but brew those 665 cups, you drink them all in the next week, and then when you listen, when you listen to the big one, to 666, you have that, that, that final 666th cup of coffee, I don't want to make any promises, but I have a feeling some shit's going to go down if you do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Snowman, how's it going this week? Well, uh, all things considered, I really can't complain as we speak. It's uh, Friday night, and I had one hell of a day. I know you've kind of had a hell of a week and all that, but we're going to persevere. We're going to pull through. No problem, because like you said, next week is the big one. Um, I definitely, excuse me, this evening I definitely need a strong cup of true Cavalt coffee, because my weekend kind of started off last night. Today, as we speak, is my good friend Sam Bergen's birthday today. You will recall she is the wife of good friend of the show erica yeah. she's taking pictures for the show and 
she's helped me out with interviews in the past. Well, it was Sam's birthday today as we speak, but we were uh, kind of celebrating it last night in, you know, the way that <laughs> that Snowy likes to celebrate You party things. animal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Remember, I've you haven't got... been doing this for a year. You might want to ease back into it, old man. <laughs> I'm thinking so. I'm thinking so. I'm thinking so because yeah, it's Friday night, and then instead of instead of sucking back the lemmies, I'm sucking back the true Cavalt coffee in my Buffy the Vampire Slayer mug here. Oh, dude, I'm so glad yeah. you mentioned Buffy because Buffy's going to be one of the voices in that new He-Man on Netflix. Oh, right on, right on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That dropped today as we speak and um i'm going to be checking that out probably at least a couple episodes right after we're done here so looking forward to that and i don't care what anyone says masters of the universe very metal i have the power (laughs) that's right that's right so to get us going in all of this metal goodness this week, um, in honor of the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee, let's get into our mandatory metal segment. This week, a really cool new band came across my desk. Their Blasphemous Creation, their latest record, Forsaken Dynasty, will drop August 20th, courtesy of the good folks at Horror, Pain, Gore, Death Records Productions. So I gave this a spin today. Mm, I really dig where these guys are coming from with the old school death thrash. So in honor of, once again, for True Cavalt Coffee, this is a blasphemous creation with The Architect.
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Well, hey, dude, what's going on? Well, I don't know. It's been a traumatic week. Um, a traumatic week, dude. Oh, yeah. I've I've never been happier to be at the end of the week in my life. Um, it's it's. I mean, we had we had such a wonderful wonderful week last week with uh, record store day, and I had the Anthrax live stream before that, and um, so I have this friend at work. Uh, who's actually near my age. And we yeah. were talking about records and things. And, you know, I remember like a couple of episodes back, I mentioned I was listening to Kiss, you know, but the entire catalog, starting with the first record and listening to it in order. And so um, this person's like, hey, why don't we do this with, do that with Queen? I'm like, oh, yeah, good idea. So, one, um, I know Queen songs. I didn't know where they came in their career. And I'm realizing that their sound didn't change much from the first album up till probably somewhere in the mid-80s. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, could, you could put any of those songs on any album and it wouldn't sound out of place. Um, and they have some hidden gems of tunes that are so insanely amazing. That's just a whole other story. But then after we listen to Queen, I'm like, especially after seeing the live stream, I'm like, let's listen to Anthrax. So we've been going through the Anthrax catalog. And um, it's it's funny, like, because I'm, I'm the diehard Anthrax fan. So we're into the 90s now, and I still love those albums. You know, like mm-hmm. Stomp 4, I mean, Sound of White Noise, the first Bush record, and then Stomp 442. Um, that's as far as I've gotten so far. We're not up to volume eight. The thread is real, but like, I forgot how much I love those nineties records, you know, like Anthrax was still killing it. They're still pulling out, putting out great stuff. Um, but this person was more stuck on among the living. Yeah. And, and it's funny. Cause they're like, you know, I don't necessarily remember listening to this record, but, but like skeletons in the closet is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, so that that's been that, and then I guess to follow up with Anthrax, um, last uh, week I talked about the mini Anthrax three inch turntable that I got for record store, mm-hmm. and um, my local record store, Monster Music, gave me a call, and they were able to find for me the um, three inch vinyl bundle for Anthrax. So my goal is to pop down there tomorrow and pick that up. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Right on, right on. Um, is that everything? Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. I just went to take a drink. I'm just like, <laughs> mic drop. Boom. Out. There you go. Dude, you I go. told you, I am not myself. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I get it. I get it. It's been a long day for me, too. But we're going to perk things up a little bit here because you're going to be stoked to find out that my... Um, my record store day kind of extended to the next day. Okay, yes. As you recall, last last episode, we shared our our record store day hauls and all that. Oh, yeah. And you were so stoked about the Ramones Triple J Live at the Wireless. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, Sydney, Australia, July 8th, 1980. Well, as I was making my way out... The, the, the following day, Sunday, the day after 
record store day, I found myself just outside of Sunrise Records. You know, I was I was in the area for something else. And I'm like, well, I already spent probably too much, you know, on, on two records. I probably shouldn't go into Sunrise. But okay, what the hell? I got I got a couple minutes to burn. Well, God damn it! If I didn't see that same Ramones record that you were uh, you were going on and really stoked about last week, so all right, all right, I'll shell out for it. It's you really do it. Yeah, I'm not going to add very much more than what you did a fine job going over it last week, and it just I got to agree. Like the the track listing is is fantastic, and I love that it's just. It's just raw, just raw Ramones, you know. Yeah. It, it's just, it's just one one song <clears throat> after another. No fucking around. No, no, no bullshit. It's just all Ramones live when they were at in their heyday, when they're at their peak. And so it absolutely made for a fantastic record. So thank you for the recommend. They might not the um, record store day. All I'm gonna say. It might not be just over for me yet. There's oh, still potential. There's still the potential for something else in the next couple days. Okay, so uh, we'll just let, we'll just kind of let that stew. Did you hear one of? The, I I I caught one of them, but I believe Maiden dropped a couple. A couple. Yeah, of I can't believe I forgot about that. One of my buddies hit me up. He's like, "Dude, Maiden has a new single out." I'm like, "What?" And we're, we're both bass players, so we both worship Steve Harris. And uh, he said it to me, I'm like, wow, Mike. And Bruce's voice sounds really different. Mm-hmm. Like, not bad, but just different. There, it, It's, I don't know, it, it's good. You know, I'm, like, looking forward to another album. Mm-hmm. Which song did you, or do you know which one? Because oh, I think they dropped well. Oh, there's I, more than one? Well, oh, shit, I hold on here. I thought i thought so i only checked out one i checked out writing on the wall i that sounds right let me let me look it up i gotta check my play history here okay because Um, oh fuck so i saw the video on on youtube there's a promo video for it already oh sinjutsu is the new album coming out it is writing on the wall september 3rd oh my goodness <sighs> and writing on the wall was the song holy crap oh this album cover i will be getting t-shirts with this album cover oh my goodness right on right on well this is my, possibly my favorite eddie ever <laughs> and there's lots of eddies to choose from yeah yeah and i mean like like, like um number of the beast has possibly been my favorite that one live after death always had a place in my heart but dude sinjutsu oh yeah Looking good. Right oh, on. Dude, dude. When you get a chance, check out the promotional video for Writing on the Wall. Okay. Okay, because... Okay, you, you remember, and we spoke about this movie last week when I bought one of the singles for it for, for Record Store Day, but you remember the movie Heavy Metal, the first one back in 81, the animated sci-fi I've movie. never, ever seen it. You've never seen it? Yeah, wow. I can't believe okay. we haven't had this conversation before, but I've never, uh, ever seen it. <laughs> Okay, well, you know what? This just might be a watch-along movie. Okay. 
check it out. Watch it a couple times, and yeah, it's definitely because it's it's definitely rock and roll history. The writing on the wall promo video. It could have been a segment taken. You 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 could take that and put it smack dab in the middle of the heavy metal anthology movie, and it would have fit perfect. Like I picked up on that right away. It's like, oh my god, this is like right out of the heavy metal movie, and it would have fit so well because you know Sammy Hagar's you know heavy metal fits so well, and Sabbath the, the mob mob rules on the soundtrack just perfect. This song probably would have fit in there big time. So that's your homework. Be sure to uh, to check out that vid, and you'll know what I'm talking about. A little post, little post record store day the other day. Just just because I wanted to, I was buying Sam a. Uh, I was making my way out just to buy her a birthday present, which was mm-hmm. just just a wrestling magazine and all that. So once again, I'm in the I'm in the vicinity of in, of into the music, and it's like, well, okay, okay, let's go and see what they got. And I made myself a pretty cool vinyl haul here. Um, one of the I grabbed a full length vinyl second hand of the 80s metal band hazard their debut self-titled record they're just they were they 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 just did the they're a german german straight up metal band and they it was formed by um hank herman frank just after he left except he he put this he put this band together they got signed on to mausoleum and it was um a band in a record that i always saw at um advertised in the magazines you know that that and like the whole mausoleum roster and all that but you know once again you you can't hear everyone especially when you know there was no internet at the time so hazard kind of went in and out of my life until just recently when i'm just kind of pissing around on YouTube and what should pop up but this album. Yeah. So I finally gave it a spin, you know, almost 35 years later or whatever, and uh, it sounded pretty good. So uh, once again, I guess maybe it's the musical gods were kind of steering things in my direction when I'm going through the like the new stuff in the used in, in, in the used vinyl bin. Sure enough, holy geez, if I don't see that hazard record. Yoink! Definitely need that. I went to the the new CD section, okay. And while this isn't a new release, okay, I grabbed a new copy of Kisses Creatures of the Night, dude. Because I never had (sighs) that, but I had the seven-inch single of I Love It Loud. A great disc. It really is. It really is. Creatures of the Night is a fantastic song. Rock, rock, rock and roll hell. That's gonna fast become a become a favorite Kiss song of mine. I love it loud. Is still a favorite. Really dig War Machine. Oh, dude, War Machine. So. <laughs> War Machine, so good, so good. For sure, for sure, for sure. Before 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 I go any further, I want to say hello and horns up 
to the guys at uh, the Midnight Jury here on the Shining Wizards Network. What they did, they're kind of like a, a pop culture program dealing with the 80s and 90s. And they kind of did their own idea of a listen along. And they did, um, they did Creatures of the Night a couple episodes ago where they played the record and they gave their two cents about it. And it's a really fun time. They've done that with a couple albums in the past. So when I saw that they were doing that record, it's like, holy shit. Right on, right on. I'm definitely going to give that a spin. When was the last time you bought an 8-track? <laughs> it's probably been a while. Hang on, hang on. I can do this because I bought it from John Caddick of Iron City Rocks. Right. It was Kiss Double Platinum, I believe. Nice. And I bought it because we were taking my grandfather's truck. We were borrowing it for a church trip, possibly. And he only had an eight track in that. And it would have been 1986 or no, 1985 or 1986. Right on, right on. Well, um, the last time I bought an eight track was about three days ago. Dude. Do you have an eight track player? I do not. I do not. All right. I can't wait to hear what this is then. But, but, um, they have this. I'm, you know, I'm doing the the same record shopping, okay, and they have a secondhand eight track section, okay, and it's like I'm not going to be able to play these, but I'm curious. I'm going to check it out. Holy jeez! I found an act of Gatto by the Canadian rock legends Gatto. No, on on eight track, the Gatto that you know we had we had Greg Greg Gottowitz on the show and. We definitely had a fun time with that whole thing. Yeah, I saw that. An active Gatto, uh, which I have on vinyl and all that. But uh, just the idea of having it on 8-track for $3. So I'm like, oh, shit, I spent more on coffee that day, you know? So, yeah, just, just, just to have. I really wanted to know. Like... <clears throat> Cassettes, I mean, people, people are actually making new cassettes now, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. if you're making a new cassette, somebody somewhere has to be making cassette players. But I wonder if it's at the same level it was before it went away, I think is the best way to say it. Because, I mean, I had, I had some killer tape decks, and I sold everything, and I really wish I wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. You know, I, like, I'm kicking myself for the shit I sold now. Um... But just the eight track, like, what do you think that could ever come back? Oh, I doubt it. I doubt it. It's just the, the strangest thing ever. Like, could it ever come back? <laughs> I don't see it. I, I don't see that happening. Like, cassettes, uh, I, I could see it getting bigger. But cassettes also will never be where CDs are at now. You know, like vinyl is, you know, surpassing the CD for all of those reasons that we've already, you know, mentioned on the show over and over and all that. A-tracks, I don't think so. And like vinyl, like, like where, where, like why I buy vinyl is because 
they're doing it right again. I mean, like think think about the early CDs, right? Early CDs, they're trying to figure it out, so they're making these booklets, and you get these tiny little miniature booklets, and then some people you would get all kinds of fun stuff, fold out posters. Other people they were getting as cheap as could be, like what were the digipacks where there's like nothing to it? You just open the flap and that's it. It's basically a cover and credits. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, who wants that? And I mean, we talked about the vinyl we got last week. I mean, hell, the soundtrack, the soundtrack to a movie was cooler vinyl than some of the CDs that we bought in the last decade. Oh, definitely. You know, and just just cooler packaged and just made to look cool. You know, like if you're going to buy something physical, it needs to be something fun, you know. And thankfully, vinyl has kept that mystique, maybe, is the term mm-hmm. I'm looking for, you know. They kept the fun. They did keep the fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Speaking of vinyl, the last thing I'm going to mention from this shopping trip is I hit the uh, new arrivals of the 7-inch singles. And I was just finding one cool single after another. I ended up walking out with five of them. Wow. Well, they're... Well, they, they, you know, they, they're, they're pretty cheap. Okay. For starters, they have to be in good shape in order for the store to accept them, but they range from two to $4. So I didn't really spend a whole heck of a lot of money on them. Uh, the ones I picked up was the seven incher for bad companies, rock and roll fantasy. You know, even though I have the album on vinyl and all that, it's like, I saw that two bucks. Huh? I want that. Speaking of heavy metal, the movie, Devo had a really cool song on the soundtrack called Working in the Coal Mine. I grabbed the 7-inch for that. After all these years, I'm still a fan of the Go-Go's, who, of course, were just inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we were all over that. I found the 7-incher for Our Lips Are Sealed. Uh, uh, One of my all-time favorite songs, and to this day, the message, unfortunately, really hasn't left. It seems more relevant than now, than than ever before. The Boontown Rats had a really cool... They're basically a one-hit wonder, I, I guess. They had a really cool song called I Don't Like Mondays. Tell me why I don't like Mondays. Tell me mm-hmm. why. Yeah. Like, that is such a, that, that is such a kind of an upbeat song, and the, but it's such dark material. It's so dark. It's, you know, and so what, fucking what it's dark. about. And yeah. the message behind it, it just got worse and worse and worse over the years. Yeah. And all that. So, yeah, yeah. And the piece de resistance out of these is I found a seven-incher of Deep Purple's Woman from Tokyo. My woman from Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, in 1973. You know, when bands were putting out... When bands were putting out two, two, two albums a year because the demand was just... It was just there. You know... Like I miss that, and it, uh, like it's just it's it's interesting to think about what's going on, you know. Because when you say the two albums a year, that was a Kiss thing. Kiss did that, 
And you talk that's, like that's the guy that, from yeah. Spotify came under fire for suggesting bands do that again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I still like personally, I'd still like to see it, you know, but at the same time, I think it could happen because there was more. Oh, um, this is not going to go over well, but it was more of an industry. Like, it, like, it's not like it's not a business today. But nobody has a problem taking four or five years between records because there's so much other shit going on. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about the 70s, what else did you have to do? Yeah, that's why there was probably such a demand because there was no cable TV. There yeah. was no, you know, there was no Internet. There was none of this. There was none. There was none of that. You had your record collection, you know, and you had your magazines and your comic books. That was the beauty of it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah every once in a while i i see these memes pop up on my facebook would you go back in time you know would you do this and i'm like well yeah maybe i just wouldn't want to pull a marty mcfly and end up not meeting my wife and our daughter not you know being born and all that so the next time you're offered to you know j- jump into a time machine man you might want to rethink it I don't know. Somebody asked me to get into a DeLorean. I feel like I have to say yes. <laughs> because hoverboards. Yeah, okay. They kind of got me there. You know, hoverboard. Yeah. <laughs> kind of got me there. And finally, some uh, apart from that Blasphemous Creation record, this is really cool that came across my desk. In the early to mid-90s, there was this really cool side project band called old granddad is that okay, after was... the whiskey <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe that's what <laughs> might have in, inspired um some guys from death angel epidemic and hammers of misfortune to kind of get together and uh put together this project where it's come like they they kind of they kind of they kind of call it like a a, a psychedelic metal type band and all that but i kind of liken it to um while not as hardcore okay as you know like an sod which were the side project you know from the from the guys from anthrax and 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 nuclear salt and all that i kind of liken it in the same kind of breath as that they only put out a couple albums the first one being volume 666 (laughs) okay and they put out a self-titled EP. Well, that EP is um, being re-released and by Hectic Records. It's dropping very soon. And that came across my desk. And it's like, oh, that, this, is, this is some really cool stuff. I'm going to have to give this more of a spin and get a little more invested in that. So let's get on with some tunes here before we get to that how about we drop a track from that original self-titled hazard record this is we are the band
got some cool stuff. That is old granddad with Don't Call Me a Deadhead. Love that title. Love that title. Love that song. Starting to really love this band. I don't know why. Like Once again, you can't listen to everything. Because like this side project... Okay, and I'm a Death Angel fan, and I remember I remember Ep- Epidemic, and we just recently played Hammers of Misfortune on the show, re-releasing some of like their their debut record. But for some reason, I don't know, like this was like right off my radar and all that. So it was definitely a pleasant surprise when I um, when I finally made my acquaintance, shall we say with old granddad one of the things that we always are up for on radioactive metal is finding that unique guest oh yeah we we like we love band interviews that's the bread and butter of the show i'll always do them no there's nothing more exciting even after almost 666 episodes and almost 15 years of doing this it's still exciting okay but even every once in a while though we kind of want to you know go a little bit different direction and give you know some time to you know a more unique guest we've had pro wrestlers on we've had um comic book artists on we've had other podcasts and DJs and record company people and just there's just so many different ways you know to express yourself and contribute to the music that we love so much we started following one Jade Willow on Instagram we started and I you know I was checking out everything that was going on with her and then then onto Facebook and all of this really cool stuff. I'm really digging what this individual was doing. Okay, she's a kind of a, a self-professed um, DIY photographer and model. Okay, she's she has an OnlyFans content creation. She's uh, doing her own podcasting and being sort of like an advocate for mental health. So she's got a lot of uh, spoons going in her cauldron. So with that in mind, I thought, you know what? I think maybe we should get Ms. Willow on the horn and just kind of let us in on everything that she does. So we did just that. She was really excited to speak to us. And one of the things that I found most fascinating about all of this is she has the black metal look, you know, with the corpse paint and the, mm-hmm. you know, the black on the eyes and all that. And I'm I'm going through her her Instagram here right right now, and I love it. I love it. She looks absolutely fantastic. And when it comes to modeling, okay, she's cutting her own path, you know, because I don't see, you know, a lot of these metal models that are doing what she does so it just kind of it just it just upped the ante in our interest in speaking but with her so we're not going to get into too much we'll let jade do the talking for us so without further ado this is our really cool chat with a jill of all trades 
Miss Jade Willow. First and foremost, I want to say hello and welcome. Thank you for taking the time out in what is no doubt your busy evening. Here on Radioactive Metal, we love, we obviously love band interviews. We've been doing them for years. They're our bread and butter. But every once in a while, we kind of like to um, find that unique guest, someone within music that offers up something else. And when I happened to stumble upon you, I thought to myself, ah, you know what? Jade would actually be a really wicked guest to have on. So maybe you could, like, we'll have already given you a kick-ass intro and all that, but maybe give us a little bio, who you are, what you do, your mother's maiden name, whatever you think <laughs> would be a good idea, just to give our listeners some idea of who you are. Sure, sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. It is an absolute pleasure and honor. Uh, my name is Jade Willow. I am a DIY artist slash model slash content creator slash photographer slash podcaster and musician in training. So I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> right I'm self-made right as fuck. <laughs> there we are. There we are. There we are. And because like you run a lot, you run the whole gamut here. And all that. So, like, with a lot of interviews, I'm like, okay, I can talk about this, I can talk about this, I can talk about this. But with you, it's like, oh, where do I start? Where do I start? <laughs> where do I start? So, we're just kind of, just gonna kind of wing it, wing it here and get into the idea of being a DIY model. Exactly. Like, what is, what would, you, what is that in your words? Well, I mean, I've done a few photo shoots with some people in the past, but I've always been interested in also being a photographer. So what I've done over the years is um, basically do my own modeling setup at home, and I'm teaching myself currently how to do Photoshop and professional editing. Um, slowly, it is a slow and steep learning curve, but slowly but surely, it's getting better and better. And my goal with that is to be a self-employed photographer slash model at some point and work with like big name brands, maybe something like Killstar or, or maybe be on an album cover for somebody, hopefully for my music in the future. That'll definitely come in handy. Mm -hmm. um, it's just something that I've always been really, really passionate about is just being creative. Um, so that's kind of where that that comes from i guess well right on right on i can definitely see the passion in everything you do with with your modeling and your pictures and all that you definitely have a black metal image it must that must stem from a love of the genre yeah absolutely yeah i i think a lot of people kind of start out listening to metal in like phases like mm -hmm. when i was younger you know, I was um, a little embarrassed to admit, but I started off listening to new metal just because that's what was on the radio at the time. Uh, but as I got older, I transitioned into like thrash and heavy metal. Then I got into death metal and then I found black metal. And that was like the creme de la creme for me. You know, it's just something that I'm really, really passionate about. I love my music. Um, not able to play it, unfortunately, but um, I'm also an artist and a makeup artist. So... I mean, I have a natural love for corpse paint and doing, I do like little corpse paint tutorials on my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. um, so that's actually something that I'm going to 
turn into kind of like a little documentary series where I like do corpse paint and talk about bands that I like at the same time and like you know talk about their history like Dark Throne was birthed whenever at this time and I'll be doing my corpse paint like one of the band members so that's Ah. something that I'm like really excited to get started on that's a great idea (laughs) (laughs) nobody steal that okay that's that's my idea that's right patent pending patent pending yeah 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 right on right on um with the idea of like when you think of models and heavy musics things like this suicide girls kind of pop into your come come to mind would would you ever give that any idea or give that an idea yeah actually i think everybody who's kind of alternative or tattooed uh wanted to be a suicide girl at some point but i've actually heard really bad things about them um as far as the way that they they write out their contracts and the way that they they treat their models and how hard it is to actually be able to be one. Like I've heard some horror stories about them, so I I wouldn't at this point try to do that. I'd rather just take my own photos and do my own photography and promote myself and you know just keep going with the whole self-made thing. But I would like to work with other with more professional photographers in the future. Um, so for now, I'm just kind of like building my skills and my portfolio so I can get to that point. Well, who knows? Maybe in another five years, you know, you have suicide girls. Maybe they'll be willow girls. Do you think you you can handle that? Having a whole whack of younger girls all in corpse paint? Well, you know what? Jeremy Schaefer is already doing that. Do you know who he is? Uh, Jeremy Schaefer. I probably should. Yeah, well, he's a he's basically like the go-to photographer for every fucking band. He's photographed like everybody, and he he does a series um, of corpse paint of corpse paint nudes. So he already beat me to it, and God knows he's like incredibly fucking talented. I can only hope that I will get to his level at some point. And I'm actually friends with one of his mutual friends who has modeled for him. So at some point in the future, we're trying to set up like a like a shoot where we can both model for him together. And I would really love the opportunity to get published in, in one of his books. I think he has two books out now. Um, I forget exactly what they're called, but damn it, I wish I could remember what they're called. But yeah, it's it's all nude, corpse paint, beautiful models. Right on, right on. Well, that would be, that'd be your area. Beautiful girls yeah, in, in corpse paint. Yeah, Yep. Right on, right on. Speaking of which, like, on your on your Instagram, you have a a link tree and all that, and one of them one of those that one of those branches, I guess, takes you to an OnlyFans. Yes. Okay, now for I'm one of those. <laughs> <laughs> for for the uninitiated, un- because I actually get a lot of people just in casual conversation. I bring up OnlyFans, and they go, "What do you mean?" And then I have to, I've never, I don't have a subscription to anyone. I just kind of know what it is. And I do a piss poor job of trying to explain it. You, this is your thing. So maybe educate me as to what OnlyFans is. Well, it's a subscription-based service, kind of like a a Patreon, where you can offer any type of service, um, but it's mainly used for adult content just because they allow it on their platform. So I think what what really happened was we were all kind of doing that anyway, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and we were like, oh, now here's the platform where we can actually monetize what we're already kind of doing 
privately anyway. Um, so it's mainly used for adult content. So I do, you know, nude fo- nude photography, and I also do videos. Um, I do solo videos. I'm a, I'm a cam model. Um, but other people do, like, couple videos, or there's even, like, professional... I think a lot of porn stars actually have moved onto OnlyFans because they can basically be their own boss and they don't have to worry about, you know, some big company taking a a, a huge cut of their mm-hmm. pay. They don't have to worry about being exploited or being put in a dangerous situation. Um, a big, I know there's a big problem in the pornography industry where they don't want people to wear condoms because the viewers don't like to see condoms, but it's obviously like a big health risk for the women. Well, for both parties involved. Um, and then unfortunately within the pornography industry, a lot of young women are really taken advantage of and made to do things that they otherwise might not consider doing just because they're surrounded in a room full of grown ass men that are making them feel pressured. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it, it takes away all the, the toxic aspects of pornography and really turns it into, um, basically, you know, I just talked about this on everything with everything went black with Mike Hill. It basically is the band camp of, of porn. You. <laughs> well, that, that makes sense. That's, That's like a good, a good way to explain it. You know what I mean? Instead of supporting a big ass record label, you're supporting an independent artist, and it gets a lot of shade. Which I kept saying on that show that I don't understand why there's so much hate for it because, I mean, everybody watches porn anyway. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. why? I'm I'm not sure why people are so upset about it. It's like you, you're gonna be mad at me for for doing OnlyFans, but you're going to go home and jerk off to Pornhub later? Like, what is the problem? Is the problem that I'm asking you to pay for something that I worked really hard to create? Bingo, right there. Because it's a fucking hustle. Yeah, people (laughs) think like, oh, you just pull out your cell phone and take pictures of your ass and you make all this easy money. No, 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 no. It's all about marketing. It's, It's all about a marketing strategy, building clientele, hours of makeup, um, lighting, setup, money that you invest in photography equipment, uh, editing, so much editing. It's like being a YouTuber, but doing something sexy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think it's a really great way to support content creators and independent workers. Oh, I definitely get that, I guess. I know some girls here in my local scene that I'm really good friends with. They have OnlyFans. They're content creators. and But I'm friends with them, so I'm kind of like, I want to be supportive, but I don't necessarily want to see you naked, you know? <laughs> you know that that. But that's just me. I've also said, here, I want to support you, and I've reached into my wallet, and I've given them $20 and said, here, put this towards... Your OnlyFans, don't don't send me the pictures, but I want to be supportive. Just like I would buy when I'm at a local show and the band is selling a CD. Well, here, here's 20 bucks for the CD. Well, here, here's right, 20 right. bucks for the your t-shirt. OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, I think it's just kind of the right thing to do if you want to be supportive of what your, what your friends are doing. I've noticed the way... When you and you were talking about, you know, why would you're bang on when you when you say you get you you get the the criticism of why would I pay for it when I can just go on to Pornhub and and I and I can get it free. 
And I'm kind of like, well, I kind of equate OnlyFans with going to a vinyl record shop, buying that brand new vinyl album with the gatefold sleeve. Yeah. The, um, um, all the lyrics, all the artwork, the marble mm-hmm. vinyl, the, the, the awesome designs and all that. And mm-hmm. just getting a clip off of Pornhub is like getting an MP3 off a torrent or something. That's how I. Yeah. That's how I see it. This is why, you know, OnlyFans is what it, what it is. Yeah. How 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 do you react when you receive these criticisms? Well, I mean, personally, I haven't received a lot of it directly. I just know generally it's looked down upon generally if you say you have an OnlyFans, people are going to criticize you and give you shade i've been lucky enough to have a really positive experience with it because a lot of the people that are my subscribers are who i people that i would consider to be friends they're usually just like online friends but like we've had a dialogue for going on a few years now you know we'll probably never meet at some point but we know each other pretty pretty well They've always been really kind to me. They've always been really supportive. Um, they've always been very respectful of boundaries. You know, if somebody asks me to do something that I'm not comfortable with or they say something I'm not comfortable with, I'll let them know. And they're like, oh, my bad, you know, and, and they're cool. Like, everyone's mm. been really cool. It's like you don't have to do you don't have to do porn if you don't want to. You could just sell nudes. Shit, you can just sell your artwork on there if you want to. Um so but that's you know I'm comfortable doing solo cam stuff because I think it's hot and I don't think there's anything wrong with monetizing something that I enjoy that is still something that I would consider to be a creative process right on right on and I think I if I was to subscribe to an OnlyFans I I don't mean to embarrass you or you know it just I would subscribe to yours just because I dig your gimmick too. You stand out being oh, the black metal chick, for the lack of a better word. Sorry. Oh, um, thanks. But it's like not I a said, gimmick, though. I mean it. <laughs> well, yeah, like you you live it. <laughs> yeah, you live it. You know, I'm the real fucking deal. Like <laughs> right. <laughs> right on. Right on. Right on. Right. And well, if you were to subscribe. You would not be disappointed. I'll just say that. Oh, okay. I'll <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> right, on, right on. Right on. Right on. But this is only a part of you. You're starting to make your own little waves into the podcasting world as well. I was really impressed with the your latest episode of your YouTube podcast, Shedding Skin. Maybe you can uh, give me a little explanation behind that. Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for checking it out. I I put a lot of work into it. So I really appreciate it when someone actually takes the time to not only listen to it, but to watch like the actual video. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's a whole process just to put that thing together just to make a fucking thumbnail takes like two hours. You know what I mean? So content creation, man, it's a fucking hustle. Oh, I I hear you. (laughs) Yeah, I've been doing this 15 years. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But yeah, Shedding Skin podcast is basically uh, a podcast where I interview musicians mainly about mental health to raise mental health awareness. But we also I'm slowly moving it into a little bit of a different direction where I'm going to include more occult and esoteric spiritual subjects and um, just overall general 
wellness and personal development because um, sometimes the episodes can get a little bit heavy and I think I'm, I want to break it up to where it's not totally fucking depressing all the time <laughs> you know but it's like we we I reach out to people that are already open about their mental health struggle because I feel like it's something that really needs to have some light shed on it it's something that we all go through especially this last year it has been incredibly difficult for a lot of us that are probably already prone to depression and anxiety myself I have struggled with depression all of my life since I was like 13 so you know it gets really overwhelming sometimes and there have definitely been times where I felt so completely and alone that I was that I was suicidal you know and mm -hmm. I know a lot of us have had those feelings so I'm not ashamed to admit it and a big part of this show is normalizing talking about mental health is normalizing reaching out to people so that you don't have to feel ashamed so that there isn't this stigma surrounding it anymore because the stigma around it is just so fucking outdated. Like, I don't understand why it's still looked down upon. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I'm just trying to break down barriers everywhere. Just why not? <laughs> I'm why? trying to break stigmas and, and I'm trying to humanize sex workers. And I'm just, I'm, I, I'm definitely trying to make waves. Right on, right on. That's what I want to hear. Rock the boat. That's uh, right. De definitely. Um, but I guess this is kind of your way of giving advice like to people that may be suffering from depression because when like when people see you and what you do and once they start to get to know you like I'm getting to know you more and more now and it's like how could Jade be depressed like she just seems so fun and outgoing and and all and all of that so you're educating people through this and I think that's fantastic do you see yourself as an advocate for it absolutely yeah absolutely um yeah like i said I, I i struggle with depression i have since i was like 13 i actually have an episode that i did on my personal story and you know all the things that i went through growing up uh, it's a pretty heavy episode but i feel like it's really important especially for the women to hear it because it, it deals with like sexual abuse and that's something that a lot of people have gone through but feel like they need to stay silent about um so i'm hoping just by opening up i because i'm not a fucking therapist you know what i mean i'm not licensed and sometimes i feel like maybe i'm not even qualified to be doing something like this but if i can just give people a platform that makes them feel like they're not alone and that can give them the courage to to talk to somebody about their issues and begin the healing process like to me that's what it's all about right on definitely definitely i would actually be like you you say well i'm not a therapist i'm not licensed and all that but you had me thinking if i needed to speak to someone or something i would want to speak to someone like you instead of like some stuffed shirt with a fancy plaque on his wall well you know, thank you that actually means a lot to me snowy thank you oh well you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome you seem to have a better grip on you know someone that's maybe in and okay see you're educating me i'm doing my best to try to find my words here i totally appreciate oh. this but you can relate to um metalheads punks goths and all that so 
you would be more comfortable for people from our world to approach about this. Yeah. I imagine, yeah. I, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> right on, Hopefully right on. I, I'm bridging that gap a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I haven't, well, it, the whole reason I started it was um, because there was a series of suicides that was happening within the music industry a few years ago. I don't know if you remember um, Jill Janis from Huntress. Had, I've had her on, had yeah. Some, oh, shit, really? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that just she gave me fantastic. kills. She was fantastic. Oh, well, rest in peace to that beautiful fucking soul because mm-hmm. she's the one who inspired this whole thing. And, um, you know, even though I, I honestly never really listened to Huntress just because it wasn't my favorite genre, um, I was still very heartbroken when that happened because she was like a metalhead. She was a sister. She was also a witch. And, you know, I'm, I like to consider myself a witch or an occultist or whatever. Um, so that just really made me so sad and then uh chester bennington had completed suicide and then um uh chris cornell from soundgarden it's like fuck all these people that that you think have so much going on for them are still killing themselves so obviously there's some some undertow here that we need to that we need to be aware of mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you for all of those wonderful words about Jill and um, just for all you do like with with this and within the scene. It's really appreciated. For sure, for well, sure. You're welcome. Thank you. But it, maybe we'll lighten the mood here a little bit, kind of, you okay. know, because we are, obviously, you're on this music show and we all have this love of of music and you are definitely you know lean towards the black metal of course what are maybe some of your favorite artists well i mean i have a lot of favorite artists where do i even start (laughs) you even Um, start yes yeah where do i even start i mean all the classic second wave norwegian stuff you know emperor dark throne uh mayhem uh burzum all that good stuff and uh, most recently, I've been listening to a lot of um, The Devil's Blood, which which is mm. more of like a, an occult. I don't know if you listen to them at all. No, I have one of their albums, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, which one do you have? Oh, jeez. Is it Thousandfold the... Epicenter, probably? No, it was. it's an EP. Oh, I, I forget what that one's called. I know which one it right, is. Right, so. right. Yeah, <laughs> I can the, see the cover. Listening... Yeah, yeah, I have to see the cover. Um but yeah, they're fucking incredible. Um, who else? A lot of uh, fucking first wave stuff too. Oh, Bathory. Hello, Bathory is like my favorite band fucking ever. I have the the Bathory goat tattooed on me. Um, all all hail our Lord and Savior Corthron. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hear that. And, um, big fan of Gorgoroth. Uh, big fan of Gaul's Word. Really love what he's doing with that project. Mm-hmm. Um, who else do I love? I listen to other stuff too. I do listen to some death metal sometimes. Uh, if I were to pick and pick an album that I was listening to recently, would be uh, Nile, Black Seeds of Vengeance. Um, I also like more doomy and, and melodic stuff like Opeth and uh, My Dying Bride. Actually, I've been talking to um, Aaron Stainthorpe of My My Dying Bride, and he's going to be on my show pretty soon here so i'm excited about that nice i'm excited i'm really nervous because i've been 
like a fan for so many years and I'm just like, oh my God, what am I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so stuff like that. Right on, right on. No, I've been, I've been doing interviews for, for years and I've been speaking to bands that I was a fan of when I was a teenager. No matter how often you do this, okay, that nervousness will never go away. Like Fuck. it's like the the more you love the band, like it'll all it'll no. always be a thing. Yeah, <laughs> and and on honestly, if it um, if it does leave you, maybe you shouldn't be doing it anymore because that means you're just not as excited for it anymore. Really? And so embrace that. that. Yeah. That is so funny that you say that because I was just talking. <laughs> Okay, when I did my episode with Mike, I was fucking nervous and I was totally like stuttering and like, oh, oh, you know, because I'm a fan of his podcast and uh, his music and everything. And um, I was like, you know, I feel like I did terrible and I was so nervous. Do you think I should stop podcasting because I get so nervous? And he was like, no, no, you're natural. You should keep doing it. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. I don't want to sound stupid. I want to be, you know, I'm, <laughs> I want to interview Henry Rollins and Tom G warrior and Rob Halford at some point. And, you know, I just don't want to sound like a fucking dumbass, I guess. But I, I would hope that fans would find it slightly endearing because it Definitely. makes me human. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Cause it shows, it shows that you're human as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, one of the things when I'm talking to someone within the black metal realm, okay or would have some knowledge on it who would you say started black metal the first black metal band oh i mean okay listen i'm gonna have sam dunn on my show too you got to listen to that one because he, he can <laughs> okay. give you all the right answers uh who would i say started black metal well celtic frost hellhammer hellhammer celtic frost uh, I mean, you could, if, if you really want to say like the first black, black, black metal band, I would, I would say Venom. I would say Venom. High five. Gonna... I am high fiving you over the internet. I've been cool. saying that for years. Okay. Okay. Cause <laughs> yeah. people are going to argue, people are going to argue with me and they're going to say it was Bathory, but Bathory, as much as we don't want to admit it, fucking ripped off Venom hardcore. They the even stole their fucking yeah. name from one of their songs. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but, you know, Corthon wanted to claim he was the first black metal musician, quote unquote. But, I mean, Venom beat him to it. You know what right. I mean? So, right. all hail fucking Venom. And you actually get younger fans that say black metal didn't start until the early ni 90s and all that. No, baby, but that was the second wave. Do your that, research. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right, for sure. So I'm this is why I'm going to do those documentaries. And I swear to God, if anybody steals my idea, I will hunt you down. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, this, sure. Is, this is why I'm going to do those little documentaries, because it's going to be like a good combination of me doing my, my makeup art and my love for corpse paint, but also an opportunity to educate um, baby black metal heads what we oh, got to come up with sure. a term for them because when you're when you're a new goth they call them baby bats oh, so we okay. got to come up with a term for for black metal kids but anyway yeah so that's, that's <laughs> okay we'll 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 work on that i'm i'm actually old enough to remember 
like when um, Welcome to Hell and Black Metal, I discovered them in my early teens when those records nice. were relatively new. And all oh, that. man, that's awesome, dude. Back then, thank you, but back then, Black Metal never had that distinct sound. Merciful Fate didn't sound like Venom, okay? But mm. the the thing that brought them together was the was the satanic lyrics right and that's what defined black metal mm -hmm. so with that said possess seven churches black metal or death metal Ooh. Uh, because they have the song death metal right and they right. Have, they sound like a death metal band well they're one of those bands that that sounds like death metal, but sings about black metal. So they're definitely, uh, I guess you would have to call them a, a blackened death. There we One are. of those hybrids. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> who else does that? You know, even, even some of the Finnish black metal bands like, uh, like, like Beherit or, uh, or Archgoat, um, sound death metal as fuck, but mm -hmm. they're, they're all about this satanic imagery and, and lyrics, so yeah, it's one of those hybrid things. Right on, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And like being a uh, female within the extreme metal, and unfortunately, women kind of get labeled this when you have the gatekeepers. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you're 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 a woman. You like black metal? Well, name three songs from oh Nocturnal God, Departure right. or something. And if you oh. can't, then like, oh, that must be frustrating. It is so frustrating. I think I actually talked about that on one of my episodes with the forget. I think it was my friend Catherine, because yeah, because she's obviously we're both women, so yeah, we discussed that a little bit. Yeah, that that gets really fucking annoying. That gets really old. Like I remember, I don't know. I was at a bar this one time with some dude, and songs were coming on, and he was like, "Name this song. Name this song. Name this." I'm like, "What is this? A fucking pop quiz? <laughs> like, would you be doing this with your friends, or is it strictly because I'm a woman and you don't think mm -hmm. that I know my shit? And even if I don't know every single name even if i don't know ben riz's cat, grandma's cat's name like what the fuck that doesn't mean i'm not a fan of the music you know what i mean like this shit's definitely. so ridiculous definitely. And i definitely think it's a it's a younger teenage mentality mm -hmm. definitely definitely like no because adult is gonna be fucking around with any bullshit like that i hope so i hope not yeah then they're not adults right no because like I have I, I I have I don't know how many dozens of albums that I couldn't name a single song on them. Okay, but I know the band and I enjoy it and I play it. Mm -hmm. You know, but and it's like I don't you dream of questioning my metal cred. Okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm like that with with a lot of my my Norwegian and Finnish bands like mm -hmm. Toke couldn't fucking name you a single song because I cannot read in fucking Norwegian. That's another thing. Well, yeah. I know what it sounds like and I can tell you what album it's on. So yeah, feel that, right feel on. that. Right on, right on. Um, my co-host Aaron, he saw your Instagram and he saw you posing with a cello. Do you play? 
I recently got this cello, okay? So I've been wanting to be a musician for the longest fucking time. Ever since I was like 13, I've wanted to be like a singer in a metal band. And I I would definitely con- consider myself a singer. Actually, I was just talking to um, my friend Chris uh, Hathcock from Zyle. I don't know if you know them. Really cool, like mm-hmm. symphonic death metal band. And he's a music teacher, so he's teaching me how to program music. Um, so I'm finally learning after like so many years of wanting to do it. And instead of, you know, I always wanted to play black metal, but I'm like, fuck, there's so, everyone just kind of sounds the same at this point. (laughs) I mean, not everybody, but Mm -hmm. everything's already been, yeah, everything's already been said and done. So I'm like, I really want to do something kind of different. And so what I'm going to try to do with the cello is I'm not going to, I'm going to learn how to play it classically, but what I really want to do is play it like a taggle harpa and do more of a a ritualistic folk uh, primitive um, project. And not unlike uh, Wardruna or Heilung, but more with more black metal elements, more raw, you know, instead of making it beautiful it's gonna be very dingy and dirty and you know like like if you Mm -hmm. were to to go out in the woods and there was some fucking witch casting a spell and just making music with rocks and sticks and shit and invoking the fucking spirit of lucifer that's what i'm going for so it's gonna be very that's what i want to hear yeah it's gonna be a very (laughs) occult oriented project um i already have this vision of me with like a dressed all in white and covered in blood and I'm going to stain my my cello's white so I'm going to stain that with blood too um, uh. yeah so I'm like I, I'm really going to work on creating uh, a ritualistic space you know everybody everybody says our, our show is a ritual but no like I really want to do magic on stage and and release that energy onto the crowd you know what I mean Mm-hmm. Excellent. That sounds like a great idea. Um, finally, we'll kind of wrap it up. Um, maybe give some advice to any young lady that might be listening to this who's just coming, who's just kind of stepping into the metal world, kind of getting her feet wet. What would you advise that young lady? What would I say? Um... Don't worry about what people think of you. Don't worry about trying to prove yourself to anybody. It's okay to learn about new things and discover new music. You don't you don't have to feel like there's all this pressure on you to be somebody that you have to be. You can just be you. Be you, your authentic, genuine self and just you could like whatever you like. If you want to fucking like black metal and listen to pop music still then do it do whatever you want to do you don't have to prove yourself to anybody
Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. That was a new Wicked Black Metal project, Knock a Tool, the title track from the debut record, Wretched abyss and i kind of picked this song because we we needed because you know jade's not a musician just yet okay she's you know she's a she's a musician in training hopefully a year from now we'll have her on the indie spotlight or better yet you know her debut full-length record in our metal fix and all that but until then we needed kind of like the perfect song to kind of represent her when i heard the the black metal band Noctule, okay, which is the debut soul record from Serena Cherry from Svaldbard fame, the black metal band. I had to go with that. I had to go with that. And of course, hearing that, you kind of see how it all fits. Snowy's a pretty smart guy, eh? <laughs> so so Thank you, Jade, for taking time out and introducing yourself to all of our listeners. And I'm just stoked that we made a new friend and, you know, we'll, we'll have her on again. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to her journey with the cello. That mm-hmm. cello, for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, check out her Instagram. Look up Jade Willow on Instagram. Follow her and then check out that gorgeous, gorgeous cello. You know, oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. As a guitarist and somebody who just appreciates a stringed instrument, you know, cello is, it's, well, it's not a violin and it's not a bass, right? It's got the, it's, its own register and it can just be such a beautiful, beautiful instrument. And um, it's, it's another one of those ones that's a bear to play well. So good luck with that, Jade. We can't wait to hear what you do. Right on, right on. And yes, search out corpse underscore queen on Instagram. And from there, you will see her link tree, link tree slash J Willow. That kind of uh, gets you to everything that she's doing, including her OnlyFans as well. See, that's 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 another thing. Like I'm as I mentioned to her, like I have I have friends that do the only the only fans and all that but i'm just you know like they're friends of mine i I don't know i want to be supportive and all that but i'm just not up to seeing them naked and doing you know any of the stuff that you know only fans yeah you know might you might might have available and all that well she jade promised me when when we went off the air if i was to ever subscribe to hers it would be something like I've never seen before and all that. And then I can't argue. I can't argue. I mean, her. you've seen a lot of <laughs> shit, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like like that. That's, that's quite a promise to make to you. 
Yeah. So, uh, and I believe it. I believe it. I definitely believe it. So, so thanks, Miss Willow, for taking time out once again, and we'll have her on again. I'm already thinking of ways to ways that you know we can enjoy everything that she brings to the table once again and as for now though let's enjoy what uh we came up with in this week's indie spotlight we're always on the lookout for fresh new talent check out this indie spotlight For this week's Indie Spotlight, we're going to the Bay Area, dude. You know, because we just haven't had enough of that the last couple of days, of course. Speaking about um, Mr. Tom Hunting and the good news, you know, going on in there. And, of course, being introduced to old granddad earlier this episode. I want to introduce our listeners to a really cool Bay Area thrash band called Infects. I-N-F-E-X. That name immediately hmm. kind of jumped out at me. It's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So when it came across my desk, I gave it a spin, and it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can get behind this. So for this week's Indie Spotlight from their Burning in Exile album, which will be available August 13th, this is Infects with Blood of the Wicked.
Facebook.com slash infectsthrash or infects.bandcamp.com to get Burning in Exile starting August 13th from the Bay Area Bashers. Infects, I-N-F-E-X. Fantastic stuff, fantastic stuff. Well, my friend, you pulled through. We yeah, pulled man. through another episode. We pulled through another week. We did it. I know I'm probably going to close my eyes a little bit early, but I'm ready for the remainder of the weekend. Just How don't can I... close your eyes forever. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just, yes. That. just just for a couple hours. Before we get on out of here, let's 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 go with a Bathory song. I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody because... needs to take a good Bathory. When you when you see Jade's uh, Instagram, you'll see a lot of picture her of her, and in the background you'll see the Bathory, the original goat goat back background from the first record and all that, and she's just a huge, huge, uh, huge Bathory fan. So I figured, you know what? How can there be a more appropriate song? Then Bathory's Woman of Dark Desires, just for her. I think oh that. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. So, how can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org. That's our website. That's where all the, uh, the episodes are. Um, go out there, check them out, see what's up. You want to keep up with news on the show, facebook.com slash radmetal. The snowman himself does a lot of posting there, keeps you up to date with what's happening. You want to see pictures of the wonderful things we talk about, the albums, that sort of stuff. Fuck. At radmetal666. <laughs> I don't know why I struggle sometimes with that. Um, but so, yeah, at radmetal666 on Instagram. And also the same handle for Twitter. We were able to get both at the same place, so that's nice. Um, we don't tweet much. We retweet occasionally. Tweet and retweet mm-hmm. went for a boat ride. Who has left? Retweet. And that's what we do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Instagram, Facebook, definitely hang out with, with us there. If you're completist, we have Twitter. We don't use it much. Don't cry. Um, yeah, uh, iTunes, Stitcher. Um, insert podcast host aggregator whatever here we turn up like we are i mean we're everywhere would it be be fair to say we're the herpes of podcasts we just turn Uh, up all over the place (laughs) i would definitely say so you know we're we're at least the (laughs) glitter of podcasts like like just when you think you've gotten rid of us we're still here you know herpes and glitter there's a song title exactly right right (laughs) Um, but yeah, like we're, we're all over the internet, like a virus, um, to the point where Snowy and I are like, did you submit us in there? Nope. You? Nope. We don't know how we got there. You know, it's, it's honestly, it's taken me back to the days like, you know, and I'm sure you've had this experience too, where you wake up and you're like, how the fuck did I get here? Oh, geez. Yeah. It's called Saturday morning. Yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so, so we're everywhere. So wherever you find us, wherever you listen to us, thank you for listening to us and leave us a review, leave a review, um, you know, share with your friends, share with your enemies. You know, um, if, if you go through the back catalog, if there happens to be somebody who's just really annoying you, maybe they're holier than thou, that sort of thing. 
I am 99% certain there is a podcast for that can piss off anybody in our oh. catalog. Like, uh-huh. like you just need to need to put in the work. You're going to find something because we just, you know, run the gamut. So it's great for people that enjoy it. It's great for people that want to piss off other people. It's a good time. Um, and then we are also on the Spotify and we're on the Spotify because of the fantastic folks at Shining Wizards Network. So if you look for Shining Wizards Network on Spotify, we'll be in that corral um, they've got a host of podcasts. You know, there's us, there's some wrestling podcasts, and then uh, there's even this Canadian wrestling podcast with a host that sounds so much like Snowy. Yeah, sounds yeah. like a good looking guy. Yeah, 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 totally. Totally. He's hot. <laughs> hot. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's that. And I feel like I've hit everything. Um, right? Pretty much. Maybe. Okay. Pretty good. much. Pretty Whew. much. Yeah. Yeah. So. In the meantime, in between time, that's it. This has been a jaded episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.